1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to High in It. Thanks for being here. I'm Kelsey Aida, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with Lindsay Robinson, my bestie and co-host. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest, Miss Ruby Freeman. And she is somebody who helps people to embody their leadership and to basically, I would call you almost like a coach for coaches because you help people to really step into their power in the space of leading and she's a leadership guide. So today we're going to kind of dive into a conversation that surrounds the topic of leadership, embodiment, and how can we do that more and how can we do that from a really authentic and empowered space. So thanks for being here, Ruby.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive in.
1: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you became started in this work because I know from personal experience and talking to so many leaders that usually the contrast in our lives is what inspires us to birth these new creations and desires. And we want to help people with the things that we've helped ourselves to do. So is there a backstory into why you do all this?
2: There is, but I always ask how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Well, give us the cliff notes. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you the cliff notes. So I'm a former addict and uh, I worked in the nightlife industry for years. and was in a cycle of abusive relationships and was raised in a culture where I was not women were not um, encouraged to speak our truths or to use our voices and so all of that compacted on top compounded on top of each other into my twenties when I experienced my first divorce and do- dove like head first into a, a really terrible um, life-changing cycle of addiction, which took me on a path of coming face to face with the things that I had been denying for so long. Um, the drug addiction and and the alcohol was really just a way for me to hide my pain, of not being able to express myself, of not feeling safe to speak my truth, of, of not feeling safe to be me in a world that it, it, where it felt like everyone was working against me and did not want me to be me that all led me to uh 2012 which was really when i hit the bottom of the bottom because i was hovering at rock bottom for a long time and that was when i really came face to face with the fact that i had created this life for myself. There was no one who was forcing me to do drugs or drink alcohol. No one was forcing me into abusive relationships. No one was forcing me to keep quiet. There was just this programming that was bestowed upon me. And I continued to feed that cycle within myself. I continued to feed that narrative. And so 2012 really sparked the beginning of my own journey in uncovering my potency and uncovering my voice and understanding my truth and understanding what's really important to me and through that journey I've continued to get to know more and more about who I am as a person as a human being what I have to really offer what my voice actually sounds like what it means to be fully expressed as me and not these false identities that I've been wearing for for far too long Um, And it's just a journey that continues to unfold. And it's one that I love to take my clients on because I feel that nowadays, now more than ever, actually, with 2020 being what it is now more than ever, it's so much more important to speak our truths. And yet the fear is real. You know, people are being shamed publicly for speaking their truth. People are being deleted, censored, um, ridiculed, judged, hated, unfollowed uh, for speaking (laughs) their truth. Right. And it's, it, it's something that people are legitimately scared of due to their programming. And so I direct this work towards leaders, whether they're entrepreneurs or CEOs and companies, it doesn't matter. The challenge is always there. The challenge of, do I speak my truth? Do I show up in my potency? Do I show up as the fullest expression of who I am at the risk of dot, dot, dot. Um, and it's a journey that I continue to be on myself. As well. I think it's a lifelong journey of really uncovering who we are and embodying all those pieces of us.
1: Yeah, that was really beautifully said. I like the part where you ended with embodying all of the pieces because I think when we talk about embodiment, it's like, how can you embody parts of you that you've never even met before? Like, you have to do some soul searching and getting to know yourself in order to be able to be fully expressive because there's probably parts of us in the
2: background that have never even been heard by ourselves oh definitely i mean you can't embody what you don't know you can't embody what you don't see you can't embody what you're afraid to face you can't and so a lot of the times people are unconsciously embodying the narratives that they've been told they're unconsciously embodying the false identities that they've constructed and may not even be aware of right they're wearing different clothes it's like it's like putting on an outfit that's not yours and wearing that all day it, it feels weird, it feels off. There's something that doesn't feel right about it. And until you have the willingness, the courage, the consciousness to actually face those parts of yourself, there's no way in hell that you're ever gonna be able to embody it or be it or express it.
1: Yeah, so how would you recommend somebody starts to kind of do a little digging around to find some parts that are maybe hiding in the shadow so that they can be a more full embodiment of all of themselves?
2: Yeah. I mean, first you got to really acknowledge who you're being now. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people miss. Like they want to go straight into the, okay, I want to change. I want to be this thing. I want to do this thing. And it's like, but who are you being right now? Because you need to accept who you're being. You need to accept how you're showing up and you need to accept that all of this has been your choice, whether it's been a conscious or an unconscious choice. Like you've chosen to show up in these ways. What's happened to you That's not your fault, but how you're reacting to it and responding to it, that's where you have the power to create change. So the first thing is like really acknowledging where you're at, who you're being, you know, and understanding that. And even like writing that out, who am I being today? Mm. How do I show up? What, what does my presence say about me? And I don't mean the picture perfect Instagram filtered presence. I mean, like your presence when people meet you, how do you show up in front of people? And then you can go into the well, who is it that is yearning to come out? Because there's always that piece of us that we're like, well, if only this didn't matter, then I could show up more like this. If only I wasn't going to be judged, I would show up and speak my truth. If only I wasn't going to be hated, I would show up and and wear these outfits that I want to wear, or I would do these things that I want to do, or talk about the things that I really want to talk about. So understanding what is the desire? What is the desire that you yourself are yearning to bring to the table? Because you're not going to go from, I don't know who I am to, I know who I am that's not an overnight process. It's an uncovering. I always say it's uncovering because you're peeling back the layers and the more that you peel back these layers, the more you start to get to know yourself, but it all starts with acknowledging who you're being today.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great place to start in reality because I think a lot of the personal empowerment space is like visualize your perfect life and create it all in your mind. But it's like you can only change and create change from exactly where you are right now. So first you have to assess what does my reality look like? How am I showing up? What is going on right now? And that's where all your power is. And I'm glad that you like kind of rewind and went back to that step because a lot of people do miss it, like how you're saying.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't change what we're afraid to confront you know, and so if you're denying pieces of you, if you're repressing piece of, pieces of you, if you're being, turning a blind eye to how you're actually showing up and not owning your shit, then there's no way that you're gonna be able to, to change, right, and the, what you mentioned about the visualizations and like visualize your life and yeah, when you do that, like first of all, people don't know what they want. So you're gonna visualize a vision that's been projected upon you or carry a definition of success that's been projected upon you, right? Like you get to redefine all these things for yourself. So you can start to design a life, design your leadership, design your movement. So it aligns with you, like the the true you, the essence of you, the fullest expression of you, the embodied you, the potent you.
1: Right. It's like, is this what I actually want? Or is this what society says is going to make me feel better? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, I feel like you're waiting to say a question. So I'm going to let you go. Well, no,
0: when I, I I want to give space and, and really take in everything you're saying. And one of the things that you said in the beginning that I really loved, um, if we could circle back for a second is when you said the beliefs uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but Mm -hmm. the beliefs (laughs) and and like patterns that were bestowed upon you. Mm -hmm. I love that to death because we don't, we as a society don't think that far. We're like, this is who I am. This is how I think. There's nothing I can do about it. So let me just like live this cycle. And of course this is all happening unconsciously, but you, as you so eloquently put, like really made a decision like, no, I'm not gonna just handle things and deal with it the way that it was placed onto me. I'm gonna choose better. And each and every day it's a choice to just decide differently and see what happens. You've tried this, this this is a thing. You've tried it for years. What happens if I now try this? Or what happens if I start to not be afraid of what people think or start uh, doing it anyway, even though I might be afraid of judgment? And that's a hard thing for people, especially when we've been conditioned that other people's opinions mean so much, (laughs) especially now in the climate that we're living. So I love that you brought light to the fact that yeah, things were placed onto you that aren't yours. You've probably been carrying things for a long time that don't necessarily belong to you and it becomes a decision of like, do I want to carry this for another day or do I want to decide differently? Um, Which is a huge responsibility to know that everything that's happened to you till this moment has been your doing. It's it's a huge responsibility and a huge truth to have like land on you because you get to take credit for all the good things, but you also have to take a look and see where things will be different from now on based on the decisions you've made in the past. You know what I mean? So I love that you said that, that it was like, yeah, things happen. It's not my fault, but I also want to take responsibility from this day forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was cool. Cool, cool, cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been so much that's been said so far in the episode that I feel like needs a spotlight, but I think um, people can just rewind and listen again because I'm definitely (laughs) going to do that. And I don't always do that. There's just been so much just in these first few minutes that I'm like, oh, I need to hear that again. Speaking
1: of personal development and living your best life, BetterHelp is here to help you by connecting you online with therapists and counselors that are licensed and professional and really awesome. I used BetterHelp before when I was healing from a breakup and my therapist was so insightful, really kind, really loving, held great space for me. And I got to meet up with her every week via a video chat that was secure on BetterHelp. And I was able to chat with her and she could send me links to different books that I should check out. And it was really great, I loved it. BetterHelp is also really cool because they are one of the only places where you can access so many different types of therapists from all over the world. So let's say in your area, if there's not someone who specializes in what you need or want, chances are there is one of those on BetterHelp who they can pair you with after a short quiz, once they know what your goals are and what you're looking for. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit
0: betterhelp.com slash V I B I N that's better H E L P. Dot com slash vibin and join over the 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Now, if you guys want this special offer, which is 10% off your first month, use the code betterhelp.com slash vibin.
1: And this is super awesome because it's already less than traditional therapy and now that you have this code there's really no reason why you shouldn't try it if you're in the market for some therapy so check it out do it do it do it (laughs) yeah I love that you said that it's not your fault but if you want to create your life consciously then it is your responsibility to do what it takes to find your fullest expression and what would you say to people who are scared to live in their full embodiment because of what other people think. I already know what I would say to them because I've worked through this myself. But what advice would you give to someone who has that particular fear? Because I feel like a lot of people let that get in the way.
2: Yeah, a lot of people let the fear of what other people think get in the way of, you know, standing in your truth, taking a stand for what you believe in, um, being your embodied potent self. And uh, what I would say to them is there's a risk either way which risk do you want to take right know, do you want to take the risk of being this false identity your entire life and feeling the way that you're feeling right now or do you want to risk being judged for the freedom that comes with being your fully expressed self i mean there's going to be a risk either way
1: Mm,
0: i love that that's kind of like when you say like no decision is a decision (laughs) you know like just going along with your life is a decision so why not you know figure it out i love that either way it's a risk you might as well try to feel better.
2: Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Right.
1: And no matter what you do, not everybody's going to like you or agree with you or respect you anyway. So it's just a matter of you might as well live your truth. That feels good to you because no matter which way you go, there's no way to get everyone to like you. And if everybody does like you and you're not turning heads or creating some some kind of like polarization, I feel like that's a good sign that you're not being, Fully authentically expressed enough because I feel like when people are very expressive of their own personal truth, it can be very polarizing in a good way. Where it's like the people who resonate with that message are like, Yes, give me more, and the people who don't are like,
2: What? (laughs) Who is this
0: person? Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think the times that we're living in right now, too, um, it's important to touch on this, like with the polarities that are being shown right now. It's also very, very important to understand that there's Uh, uh, depth to polarities. And it's not about being one way or another. Like I cannot say this enough because I think there's way too many marketing coaches and all that shit out there that's yeah. telling you to be polarizing. Otherwise, if you're not polarizing, you're not making a difference. You're not speaking your truth, but that's also false because there's a big spectrum of gray in the middle. Right. And that's the place where actually more people are afraid to be in. It's the place of uncertainty. It's the place of un- of not knowing. It's the place of being humble enough to share that you don't know. And that's the place that I like to play in and the place that I like to, for my clients to play in too, because it's that's where you start to uncover what actually means something to you. So rather than striving to be polarizing or striving for polarities, like being in the discomfort of the gray, being in the discomfort of not knowing, because there we have seen such a rise in polarizing marketing, messaging, um, that is actually closing conversations and many of the people speaking from these polarizing voices are actually not really fully standing behind what they're saying. They're just right. saying it for the impact,
0: right? Which gives no room for evolution or, um, you know, self development. You know, I'm st- I, you got your boots stuck in. I just pictured it as like somebody's boots stuck in the mud, and they refuse to like budge because of the idea of. The idea of what. It, it, the belief is, but not the not necessarily standing behind it just for the sake of standing behind it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like when you're in that gray area, um, there's room for discovery. Like that's where the discovery, the self discovery happens, and you can really get to decide where you stand and who you are.
1: It's just like you said, that's amazing. I like that. Well, I like what you're saying too because every perspective is valid, and the more perspectives you can take on the more free your life is going to be because you can really understand different angles of different problems and solutions and the way people feel. And especially in this day and age, like I really wish that we would be open to other people's perspectives because that would create so much healing and unity among us just to build the gaps between realities. Because if someone's all the way on the right and someone's all the way on the left, they're living in two different worlds. But if you can- for a few minutes, try to put yourself in their world as them, not as yourself, as that person, then you can build the bridges that really create understanding, harmony, and unity. So I like that you said that. Mm. This girl's
0: got some gems, Kelsey. Mm. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Obviously, that's why I was like, we got to get her on. (laughs) (laughs) So Ruby, I'm curious about your personal practices for just embodiment or empowerment throughout the day. Like what are some of the little things that you do every day, whether it's a morning ritual or just questions that you ask yourself or check-ins or habits that you practice that you find really helpful in the space of embodiment?
2: Mm. So what I find really helpful is not having a rigid ritual or routine. um, And it's trusting yourself enough to select what feels right. I think the only thing that is cemented in for me is movement. Um I work out a lot <laughs> and working out is my way of getting into my body, mm-hmm. grounding myself. Um it's also a form of meditation for me. I also find that working out strengthening my body has always been a way for me to challenge my mind. So That's like one thing that's cemented in, but everything else, it depends on how I feel, where I am in my cycle, what's happening in my life, you know, I'll go through periods where I will be focused every morning, get up, go do breath work for 20 minutes, meditate for 20 minutes, journal. And then I'll go through a phase of that. And then I'll go through a phase of like, well, no, right now, what my body needs is to sleep in and I need to honor that. And I'll go through that phase and I'll go through a phase of, you know, something else. And so for me, it's like, I'll cycle through rituals, but the common thing is like, what do I need to do for me Mm -hmm. today? Like, what do I need to do for me today? And I think that if everyone were to just bring it back to the simplicity of that, you would find that you'd be able to create you know, quote unquote morning rituals that actually work for you versus um, you're pushing it or trying to make it work. Because I think a lot of people get really disappointed with their morning rituals. Like they meditate and they end up with more anxiety. or They do breath work and they feel like they're doing it wrong and they're judging themselves and they're in a cycle of self-deprecation all because of this morning ritual. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want to feel today? And what do you need to do to give yourself that that it's as simple as that, and so for me, it just it changes up all the time. Um, I like that. I will say though, I don't schedule calls. Like, I think the earliest my calls will ever be are ten thirty in the morning. Um, but I usually keep my mornings wide and free mm. and open, so I can do whatever I want with that time
0: this episode is brought to you by green chef which is a usda certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle i know i love it so much because as a mom of three the recipes include pre-made measured sauces dressings and spices so you can get more flavor in less time which is super important to me you can cook with members of your family which i love finding excuses to do and they really help with like taking the stress out of grocery planning grocery shopping and prepping so i partic- i
1: am and in- i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like it too because they have a bunch of different meal plans which you can switch out at any time if you get bored so you have paleo you have plant powered you have keto and you have balanced living Go to the website to see what all those entail, but they are awesome. Um, Green Chef is also one of my favorite meal delivery services because they are the most sustainable meal kit out there. They offset 100% of their direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. And I don't know if you guys have tried other services before that deliver food, but there is so much plastic because everything comes individually wrapped. So I think it's really important that you can recycle it and that the emissions are being set off. So. so if you guys want to try this, use code VIBEN eighty to get eighty dollars off your
0: first month plus free shipping on your first box. Just go to greenchef.com slash vibin eight zero to redeem and for more details.
1: Long That's awesome. are good. <laughs> second to that notion. What the heck
0: is a long morning? That's what I want to know. Three
1: well, Lindsay kids, has three kids. Three kids so.
0: over here. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't contribute to this conversation because mm-hmm. I'm like, wake up, where the heck is the coffee? And then you start getting people grabbing at you. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe someday, but mm-hmm. I like that you don't have a routine because that has always been a stop for me. Like I'll try, I've tried to like wake up even before I had kids. I'd try to wake up and try to like do something, work out. And it does get me in my body, but I just know my body hurts and that doesn't help anyone. So <laughs> I'm not a workout person, but I love that giving yourself the freedom to figure out what it is you need, because it's going to be different. You know, you're not the same person you were yesterday. You're not going to need the same things you needed yesterday. So what is that today? And then mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Go to the pool more, Kelsey.
1: <laughs> I love your I pictures, the by more? the way. I always yeah. go to the pool. What do you mean, go more? I go as
0: much you need as I to go. Can. You need to go as much as your body needs it. Because I see your pictures. I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. She's at the pool. So
1: cute. Well, I would say my daily practice is pretty similar to Ruby's where I just check in and I ask, like, what would someone who loves themselves do? Someone being myself. What am I going to do right now? Because I love myself. Oh, I'm Mm going to go to the pool. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to not look at a screen for however long. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to eat some raspberries. Whatever it is in that moment, I think it's good to do those check-ins because honestly day to day moment to moment like the same set thing is not always gonna work
2: mm-hmm. no we you know just like anything like it becomes then then it becomes this thing that you're doing just because you're doing it just because you <laughs> like should just auto, you're just working, you're, working yeah. on right? yeah. you're working on autopilot right yeah on autopilot you're not reaping the benefits of for example the meditation that you really want to do or the breath work that you really want to do with a journaling. like you're just doing it to cross it off a damn list. Yeah. And that's not how it works. I mean, we have to bring our rituals back to how do I want to feel? And, you know, we were talking about embodiment it's like, this is the time of day where you get to ground yourself into how you want to feel, who you want to be. You get to anchor yourself into that. You get to take that time to embody. And so what do you need to do to get yourself to that place? Right. And it's, and sometimes it'll be the same thing for months on end. And then sometimes it's going to be like, shit, that doesn't work anymore. I need to do something different. What really calls to you? Yeah, yeah. it's like when your consciousness
1: practices become unconscious, that's <laughs> when you probably want to reevaluate and maybe yeah. try something new. Switch exactly. it up a little bit. Exactly. So I have a question,
0: but I don't know if this is going to be the same answer. So let's just give it a shot and see. I was going to ask you, like, I'm sure there are days or moments where you're just like you're starting to feel that that feeling of like I'm not I'm not wearing the right clothes I'm not in my clothes do you ever find that still comes up and if so
2: what do you do about it I would say every moon cycle Mm -hmm. that (laughs) comes up um so (laughs) which is this week. So yeah, of course. I mean, we all have those days, whether it's, we have like those tipping points, right? Mm. Whether something happened online in your comments yesterday that kind of irked you or, you know, you're not feeling well when we're not feeling well physically. Um, it's easy for the inner critic to show up. When, or maybe something happened at home. Like it's easy for us to reach that tipping point, And all of a sudden we will go back into those old false identities that we created at some point in time to keep ourselves feeling safe, to keep ourselves feeling liked, whatever it is. Yep. And at this point, if you are aware enough to have gotten yourself into an embodied place, then you will be aware of when you switch back into a different set of clothing, into another false identity. And so for me, when that awareness kicks in, when I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling super aligned with myself. The first thing I will do is just pause, take a beat, like just stop doing whatever it is I'm doing. And then again, like check in with myself. What do I need to give to myself right now? What Mm -hmm. do I need to do right now? Who do, what do I need to allow in order for me to step back into who I am and you know, in order for me to be back into like my embodied self and that will look different depending on what it is you know maybe it's like mm-hmm. I just need to take a day off maybe it's like I need to go like hit the pavement and run and get this shit out of me what it's going to change but I think it's it's having the awareness without the judgment Yeah. Because if you become aware of, well, shit, I've just retracted and you start to beat yourself up for that, you're going to end up in the self-deprecating loop. Whereas you can be aware of it and then accept it. Yep. I, you know, here I am, I'm here. (laughs) Now what do I want to do to get myself out of this place? Like that's, that's going to get you out into the more embodied space that you really want to be in. So be aware, but without judgment.
1: Yes. Without Without. judgment. We're big on that. I like to (laughs) replace the judgment with compassion. So like once I notice that, oh, maybe I'm not like, embodying my fullest potential or maybe I'm not being how I want to be instead of like noticing and then being like oh how can I immediately get back to that space it's like well what happened that kind of knocked me off and how can I have compassion for myself that I'm going through this process and just like make it okay to not be okay for a minute and then it's like so much faster that the moment passes and you don't have to get stuck in that place of "Ah, uh not feeling like in true alignment because yeah removing the judgment is everything then you're you're never having resistance if you're never judging your experience Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um what
0: okay so i've heard you say a few different pieces that were super important but i know that a lot of our readers are uh, readers (laughs) (laughs) a lot of our readers might uh wonder this a lot of our listeners where you know you, you talk about stepping more into authenticity embodiment and then you talk about what do i need today um and also those safety zones right those defense mechanisms that that keep us safe in those little uh past behaviors and we find ourselves sometimes falling back to those so how does a beginner i guess who is like i know i need to be more authentic i want to challenge myself to get out there and be my authentic self but also asking the question what do i need today how would you tell someone to distinguish between the fear keeping them back or listening to what they actually do need today. Because if what you need, if you translate it as like, I just need to stay in bed and not see anybody, could that possibly be a fear that they have? And how do they know the difference between listening to that fear versus being compassionate to themselves? Does that make sense?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It's like challenging, is is what's coming up a fear, or is it legitimately just not aligned for me Right. right now? and that's something that you're going to get better at deciphering the more that you lean into it. There mm-hmm. is no magic formula for that. You have to just lean in. And I always say, you know, it's it's action that makes the difference. Whatever it is that you're coming up against, whatever edge, whatever um fear, whatever resistance that you're coming up against, the only way through that is by taking action. And you're not going to sometimes know, like at this point in your life, maybe you don't know what it is to be fully embodied because you're not familiar with who you are. So you're not really even going to know what feels aligned and what doesn't feel aligned because you have yet to explore those regions. So my, I encourage you to just explore, Yeah, to take the action that's going to put you up against that edge, that fear, that place that you've never been before. And from there, you start to get to know what actually feels good, what doesn't feel good. Um, and no matter what you'll have pushed through something, which is going to benefit you. Um, and then the more you do this, the more you start to learn how to trust yourself because you now have fully experienced what it feels like to either face an edge and face an edge where it leads into something that feels super good mm-hmm. or face an edge that leads into something that doesn't that doesn't feel very good. I think a lot of people want especially in the space of like personal development, spiritual development, they want everything to feel good. Like if I'm going to go into the personal development, spiritual development and become better, then I want this journey to feel good. And it's like, it's not going to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have moments that feel great, but there's going to be a lot of moments that don't feel good. And it's through those moments that don't feel good that you're going to learn more about yourself and what feels right for you.
1: I love it. perfect answer yeah that was beautifully said and taking it (laughs) back to the outfit analogy that we were you were kind of touching on earlier it's like how are you going to know what's your favorite outfit if you don't try them on yeah hello you got to get in there I mean right now you can't really do a lot of shopping because corona but I love trying (laughs) on clothes like it's so fun for me to actually go to the mall I'm like oh, I hope malls don't become extinct because it's so fun to get in there and feel the fabric and smell what it smells like and see it on you and maybe do a little twirl and you know you got to get into like feeling into these different versions of you and see which one feels best and maybe one day it's one outfit and another day it's a different one doesn't mean you have to always be the same there's room for expansion and growth and transformation and change but I was just thinking of the outfit thing when you were saying you got to try all these different things because I was like yeah. gotta try those Side note. I do say
0: this to my clients all the time, but I use shoes. Like it'll feel like you're wearing shoes that don't fit. And that's interesting because I would so much rather try on shoes than clothes. I'm just too short and jeans never fit me, <laughs> but the shoes I'm there. I'm there. Like I will try on all the shoes. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it is a great analogy because everyone can relate to that. We've all, worn something that wasn't the right size and you know what that feels like it's just like mm-hmm. Ugh. or like maybe a cut was wrong and you know the the neckline was was terrible i can't wear like really tight necklines can you kelsey this is a side tangent but can you wear those i don't <laughs> like them mm-hmm. i feel like i might have been like, i don't like to wear hoodies because i feel like i'm being happened. choked Does yeah that
1: something <laughs> it's like i guess back on me like,
0: <laughs> is this too heavy they're like this um, is so comfy i'm like no yeah. But we've all had that feeling of like, I'm uncomfortable. And we've all even in our lives have had the feeling where, you know, if it's not authentic, you know, if you're just going through the motions, you know, if you're just people pleasing and trying to be, you know, either what everybody wants you to be or so below the radar that you just don't even want to be seen. Right. But it contradicts that feeling, especially working with coaches where they need to be seen. They need to be out there. They need, and they want clients, but they don't want people to know <laughs> that they want. They don't want people to like see them because if they see them, they'll have to be vulnerable. Um, do you find that comes up a lot with your – I know I've seen it tons, but it, it, does it come up a lot for you where people are like, I know I want this, but I got to be out there and I don't know what
2: that looks like? I mean, that's – my whole that's everything is, <laughs> I mean I help leaders get into the spotlight yeah. without losing the integrity, right? And there's a lot of ways that you can get into the spotlight and be seen. Yeah. And there's a lot of of those ways are not authentic or aligned in integrity or not congruent with who you are. And so I I work with them to help them show up with that authenticity and congruency and integrity and also gain the attention that they really truly deserve. Um yeah. and You know, ultimately, and this is such a big part of my book is like, ultimately, the reason why people aren't being seen is because they're afraid to see themselves, right? Like they're just afraid to see who they are and own every bit of who they are. They will own the good things and then neglect the perceived bad things or the perceived shadow side or the perceived wrong things. Um, and it's like, you have to own the totality of who you are. You have to embrace that, that's that's embodiment, you yeah. know? Like, do does everyone like me? No, like, no, <laughs> not everyone likes me. And I get that. And, you know, my DMs can be a mix of, um, you know, the, perceived bad things and the mm. perceived good things. But what matters for me at the end of the day is, am I showing up in my full potency? Yes. Am I expressing my truth? Yes. Am I taking a stand for what I believe in? Yes. And am I humble enough to know what I don't know and, and mm. admit when I don't know or admit when I'm wrong? Yes. Always. Always. Yeah. And, and so it's like, if you really so desperately want to be seen, but you feel unseen, ask yourself, what are the parts of, of yourself that you're not seeing? If you
1: are someone who is on the self-love journey and you want to feel more empowered, to feel more confident, to feel more kind to yourself, to integrate the parts of you that you've disowned or pushed away or deemed, bad quote-unquote um i'm hosting a radical self-love retreat coming up in mexico on the beach puerto veritas where we're going um 2021 and i am enrolling women right now the women who are already signed up are fabulous and amazing this is going to be a life-changing retreat for whoever comes and i can already tell that there's definitely going to be a big aspect of connection and soul tribe that's created so if you're wanting to connect with like-minded people in paradise learn how to up level in the self-love arena and you want to have six days of fun in mexico with me doing some healing work doing some energy work doing some yoga playing in the ocean parasailing um riding atvs through the mountains laying out by the pool tarot card readings like all of it then check it out at kelseyaida.com forward slash retreat and i hope to see you there I think we should give some examples of parts and I'm going to start personally with some of the parts that I've um, owned more in the last couple of years. So, for example, I used to push away and basically judge and dislike my perfectionist tendencies and my control freaky tendencies because I judge them as overbearing and annoying and wrong. But then when I kind of started to open up a dialogue with these parts of myself and understand why they were there in the first place and what their intention was and how they were trying to help me, then I could come to a place of, oh my gosh, my perfectionism loves me. My perfectionism is from a trauma. Like this is all happening for a reason. And these parts of me are trying to help me in the only ways they know how. And so I can love them for their innocent intent and understand that maybe that the way they go about things through me is not always beneficial, but they're trying to help. And for that effort, I will love them and accept them as a part of me and I'll just Except that, like, everyone has great characteristics and bad characteristics. And, like, I'm no exception to that. Bad, meaning, like, you know, mm. air quotes. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Mm. So should we all go? <laughs> yes, Lindsay, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pose it to me in a question because I don't know what, okay, what so I'm going to answer. Okay, so what are some of the parts of yourself that you have pushed away, disowned, not claimed yet, you don't like looking at, et cetera, et cetera? See... Gonna have to get real, this is the real talk. (laughs) I don't know, man, probably
0: what I'm pushing away. I mean, I really do tend to dwell on the worst thing that could happen, and I don't like that about myself. If I could change one thing, it would be that I worry too much. But as you said, the worry, and I know this, of course, we all know, right? Which is hard to be objective to ourselves, but I know that the worry is like, I was taught at a very young age to prepare for the worst. Like I was taught that very, very many times. And so when I do that, I know that it's just my, maybe my inner child trying to protect me or me trying to protect my inner child and give it what it never had. But I know that it's coming from a loving place. It is hard in those moments where I'm just like, can you just not, like, can you not think of this stuff? Can you just go away? But I do I do understand that it is coming from a loving place. Is that is that the way I was supposed to answer it? Yeah, that makes sense okay, to me.
1: Good. I think that's a good example. <laughs> I think a lot of people dislike their anxiety instead of, moving towards it and understanding it and having compassion for it and seeing Mm. truth and its intentions.
2: Ruby, do you want to share anything? Yeah. I mean, the, the pit of all the pits for me was always the need to be liked, accepted. And this was something that was in my cultural religious programming as well. Um, being raised to be a certain way so that I could be the perfect Indian wife, Indian daughter-in-law um, from everything, from how I show up, how I speak to being able to sew a button and cook a certain dish, like everything I was trained to do. And that, you know, I, I also experienced that on a multitude of levels just in my personal life. Um, with others and just really desperate to being liked because in my home, I felt like I wasn't liked for who I was. And so of course, you know, that plays into the work when I was, when I first started showing up and I just, I literally just had my personal trainer this morning say, I was up last night till 1am watching all your YouTube videos. And I was like, you, you did what? (laughs) And he was like, I went back to your first video and you were so different. And and it reminded me, because I was like, I had to reflect back, what was my first video? And I was like, oh yeah, that was when I was sitting on the edge of my bed recording my video from my laptop, um, really unsure of who I was. Um, And it's interesting that that had come up this morning and this conversation is coming up right now, because it just reminds me of how, how this is all obviously the root of the work that I do, but it also is something that continues to come up and will always continue to come up because of our basic human need for for being loved and for belonging and for acceptance. Um, and so for me, it's it's like, does it still come up for sure? But I have I have cultivated a resiliency to showing up despite it. Mm. And I think that's what people that's the biggest misconception when it comes to these false identities and false beliefs or limiting beliefs or fears is, is the spiritual industry has made it feel as if one day with enough meditation and work on ourselves and and all this shit, it's going to go away. And it's like, and sometimes it just doesn't, you become super resilient and you program yourself to push through that over and over and over again. And then yeah. that becomes easy. But that doesn't mean that little voice may go away because that little voice is a part of you. That's your little inner child that still feels that fear who is still a part yeah. of you, you know? But it's building that resiliency. And so for me, it's um, it's just, it's that and continuing to show up despite that. You know, it's interesting as we're talking about wanting to
0: be, liked needing to be liked. And so you put yourself in this box of what you feel people will like, right? But there's also the other angle of like, let's say you go through a childhood of sexual abuse. On the flip side, you might subconsciously take on that you are too liked. And so you will shut down parts of you that you feel are received in a wrong way. And you become ashamed of who you actually are. It just downloaded to me. So I had to say it like, there are people out there who shut down parts of themselves because it was, it was too, it was too, attractive.
2: too much attention. It's too, a too muchness. There's too much attention of, yeah, it's too and it much. still
0: happens even in adult life. Definitely for women, especially.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate it's to like say I'm especially too,
0: for women, but it's true. It is. <laughs> like I mean, true. too
2: much physically or too much, uh, too opinionated, too, too loud, too, too sensitive. Moody. Yes. Yeah. And it's it i mean men also yeah. deal with this on a wide range and it's you know i i always say it's like whether you feel too much or not enough it's all this it's all the same it is
0: exactly i feel like we needed to talk we needed to shed light on that because there are people listening that will definitely resonate with that um but yeah to you said it perfectly too much or not enough it, it's it's all the same destination desired destination is we want to feel not only ourselves, but that it's okay to be, you're safe to be yourself. You're safe to be authentic. And, you know, I don't want to say who gives a flying fuck who, what people think, but who gives a flying fuck what people think, like at the end of the day, you are who you are, you know, celebrate it. I always tell my kids, like you are the only person on this planet that can offer what you offer. And you're the only person that can be you. Like, that's awesome. And when we really think about it that way, it is awesome. Imagine all the flavors we're bringing to the world. Like, it's
1: incredible. Like, why are we shutting that down? Well, you know? You just answered your own question earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But in a perfect world, yeah, that sounds amazing. If everyone would celebrate their- So profound. Individual uniqueness, it'd be so much easier to own who you are. Like, yeah, I'm the only one. This is cool. I'm the shit, I'm awesome. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ruby, how? Go ahead. I was gonna say, do you have any um, like mantras or phrases that you like to work with with yourself when you are like cheerleading yourself in any scenario? Mm-hmm good question no you're not like ruby you can do this you're a
0: badass i wouldn't
1: use the word cheerleader
0: because i feel like that's not ruby's thing but (laughs) right yeah wrong i mean it encouraging.
2: i don't i don't don't do do mantras or Mm, mm -hmm. affirmations or any of that not that there's anything wrong with it if it works for you you do you like uh but for me it's just always getting curious about myself and having conversations with myself that's it asking questions what do I need today? And there was something else you said. I'm going to have to go back and listen
0: to it. It was like, well, what do I need today? What do I want to feel today? And how can I give myself that? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It was great. Like what else do you need? <laughs> that's that's it's, perfect. It's a pretty good one to keep coming back to. It's all encompassing for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yes. Tell us about the book.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the book is really on helping leaders uncover their potency. So they're unique truth, what is ultimately their fullest expression, with it, which they have yet to step into. So how to step into that and how to bring that into their leadership so that they start creating their movement with integrity, with authenticity, with congruency, and also redefine what it means to, to build a life and a movement for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's been an interesting ride because this year was dedicated to writing this book. And of course, this year is the year that all the things happen. Oh, yes. And it's been really interesting to witness um, just how leaders have chosen to show up during whatever time, during all these times, um, how people are using their platforms, the shaming, the blaming, the name calling, The it's just been so insightful um extra research for the book but it's also just goes to show how much our society and our leaders have really swayed away from from their expression from their potency it's all become about pleasing about getting the dopamine hits of likes about what can i do to create a external impact what can i do to Seek out validation through my social media, through my business, through you know the money that I'm earning mm. versus bringing it back inwards because all of this I say this all the time leadership is an inner game, it doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're accomplishing, it's who you're being, and that's what the book is about.
1: I love that. And speaking of the validation part, I find and I think you can tell me your perception on this, but don't you feel like when we don't know how, or we never have been able to give ourselves that validation, that's when we need it the most from the outside, because we actually all do need validation as a human need, but it doesn't have to come from the outside if
2: if you can give it to yourself. Of course, but in a perfect world with no social media, that would be easy. And I think that it's because we live in a digital era where technology is literally attached to our hands, where that's not the case. And so, this, that, the thing that we have to add into that like, yes, you can seek the value, you're, you're meant to seek the validation from within, and you just need to create really strong boundaries yeah. because the temptation is right there. And social media is built to give you that fix that you've been seeking, it's built to fuel addiction. And so it's, yes, seek the validation from within and like cultivate really strong boundaries.
1: Yeah, I like boundary work. What Do you have a few examples of like just really practical, simple boundaries people can start with? I mean,
2: if we're gonna keep talking about social media, yeah, Yeah. for sure, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, set times throughout the day where you give yourself time to check social media Mm -hmm. um, and have off time. Decide what your off time is. And when it's your off time, stick your phone on, do not disturb or turn it off, whatever feels comfortable for you. Um, And then take time off of social media regularly. You know, I take time off regularly. Like (laughs) I can't even tell you how much, like sometimes I'll take, I take off usually like one week minimum a year. Um, And I'll take days off every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is just time where you get to drop back into you without the external input. Um, so those are really a- easy ways. And if you are someone who's like so addicted that it's just far too tempting, then delete the app for delete a the app. Yeah, Practice I tried to put mine on the
0: third. It. I tried to put mine on the third page of my iPhone,
2: so I'd have to like
0: work to get it. <laughs> and I still find my little finger like swiping over. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm still doing it. So yeah, I've turned off notifications also to my email because I think that's important, especially as a business owner. You need hours where you're not checking emails. Um, but I love that. And I've deleted the app before and it's been so great. And no one who's ever unplugged will tell you that they regret unplugging. It's the right. best idea.
2: It's, and no it, it's, one misses you. Like, yeah, <laughs> right? people don't like notice. I think we're like, like people don't I went to Peru for like three weeks and I wasn't on social media for three and a half weeks no one noticed, like no one cares. They're just yeah. self-involved, right? Like we all are. And so no one just do it for you, do mm-hmm. that for you. And, you know, I'm really, really, um, mindful and protective of my time in my business too. You know, like mm-hmm. I only work certain hours. I don't take calls. I have one day a week where I take client calls and out of the days in the month, there's only two weeks where I have the one day a week where I yeah. speak to clients and the rest of the time is not. And so I've created all these different boundaries in my work. My clients are totally cool with it and I still do really well for myself. And so I think we just have, when it comes to boundaries for whoever's listening, this isn't about the external world or the other people. This is about what you need to do to honor your needs. Mm -hmm. I know that I am someone that Works at my best when I'm refueled when I'm recharged, when I give myself the space um, and when I get to play in in my creativity as well, and so I need to honor that I need to honor my energy so that I can show up at my best for my clients. do they mind that they only have like two days of the week where they can of the month where they can pick and and put their slots in for coaching session no yeah. <laughs> like they work with it and so The boundaries are for you, but I cannot, social media breaks, I cannot speak enough about that. Like Mm -hmm. just, if you have yet to take a break, take a 24 hour break at a minimum. Uh, But I encourage you to do a weekend off, delete the apps and just, just go outside, hug a tree, put your feet in the grass. Me too.
0: I uh, used to live by the beach, and it was—I n- just the feeling of putting your toes in the sand just for a second is like so resetting.
2: Yeah, Any, I know out on the beach, so. Do you really? I'm, yeah, so I'm barefoot in the sand running. <laughs> That's hard. Oh my <laughs> gosh, sweet. Are you girl. on East Coast or West Coast? <laughs> West Coast.
0: Are you in California? Yes, I am. Oh, nice. That's where I came from. That's where mm. Kelsey was right, born and raised. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Part Allie, shout out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I'm currently in LA, but we are moving out of California. So i
1: from yeah.
2: Canada. I am Canadian. Oh,
1: Canadian. Born and house.
2: raised. Yeah. Love it.
1: Mm-hmm. I do like my Canadian. Canadian Which is
2: why I like my nature and hugging trees. Yes. That
1: makes and... a lot of sense. <laughs> I, came,
0: I I originally came from Michigan and I'm just like, the, the amount of green that I left behind in Mm -hmm. Michigan is staggering when you come to the desert. Cause right now I'm in Nevada and it's just Mm -hmm. like scorpions, (laughs) Scorpions
1: (laughs) scorpion desert
0: (laughs) deserts. And, (laughs) and it is beautiful. Like there's a lot more nature here surprisingly than in, than in LA where I was, but still it's like, I can't, I have pictures and videos from my brother who's just like, remember grass? (laughs) Remember that? That's so (laughs) incredible. But yes, go out in nature, earthing. Do you earth? Do you ever I mean, do that? I'm
2: earthing when I'm working out barefoot. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Every day. Um, so yeah, that's really important to me. Like to be able to touch the ground, to mm-hmm. be able to um, be in nature. I am, I am very much an outdoors, mountain, yeah. trees, forest, yeah, type of woman.
0: Me too. Me too. Go nature. <laughs> Go nature. <laughs> so. Yeah. Where do you want to take it, Kels?
1: Do you want to keep talking? Do you want to go to Patreon? Yeah, let's head over to the Patreon. But first, I want to give Ruby an opportunity if she wants to say any last words to the people who are trying to embody their highest self or um, if you want to also tell people where they can work with you, where they can find you, tell them the name of your book too,
2: all of it. Uh, So the the book name is not yet here. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. Um, And when it comes to embodiment, Um, I just want to rephrase what you said. So it's not Mm -hmm. about embodying your highest self. I would say it's embodying the fullest expression of who you are. I Mm -hmm. think that when we say the highest self, it puts a lot of pressure on us to show up in a certain way. Yes. But when I talk about embodiment, I mean like embodying all pieces of you, everything, even the, the, whether it's self-perceived faults or the societal perceived faults, like embodying it all and being that and i want to just leave you with remember that you cannot embody that which you do not know and so this is a journey of understanding yourself of getting to know yourself for possibly the first time ever so be patient with yourself on this journey and know that the more that you get to know yourself the more that you'll be able to embody yourself um if you want to hear more from me Um, You can head on over to my podcast, Today's Thought Leader, on all the podcasting platforms. You can also reach out to me on social media at IamRuby everywhere, but I don't show up everywhere because I don't like all the social media platforms, but (laughs) I'm there. But if you want to actually connect with me, connect with me on Instagram or Twitter. Those are my two faves um, or YouTube. And of course, uh, you can also text me. So just text hashtag leader. 1-7-8-1-3-3-6-0-1-6-0 To one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero, and let me know that you listened to this episode. What were your biggest takeaways? Or just shoot me a text and say what's up. Cute. I love that. I don't, I need to get in on that texting.
0: Everybody's doing <laughs> texting. I don't know what it's about, but I like it. <laughs> I Ruby, like it. you have been a, such a pleasure to hang out with. Thank you for spending some time with us. Um, do you have a few minutes to hang out on Patreon? Sure. Cool. We'll take it over there. In the meantime, uh, if you're not on our Patreon guys, uh, do it (laughs) patreon.com forward slash high vibe. There's extended content, bonus content, um, exclusives, all kinds of stuff. And we're always there. So go check us out and we'll see you on Patreon. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside.